It's time to get cozy and watch a holiday movie. Cuddle up with a cutie and watch a holiday movie. It's a podcast in a queer tree. Welcome back to Podcast in a Queer Tree, a podcast where your hosts, by the end of this holiday season, will have watched more Christmas movies than any single human being ever should in a six-week time span. My name is Nicole. (laughs) You're really giving us a... You're you're kind of giving us a high concept like the movie Speed. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Podcasting a Queer Tree, a podcast which is basically just the movie Speed, but about Hallmark movies. My name is Nicole. (laughs) And I'm Scott. Oh man! Ooh, two intros for the price of one on that one. You yeah. are welcome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> wow! Welcome back. Today we are talking about what I believe Hallmark thinks is a multicultural holiday movie, Double Holiday. Yes, Double Holiday. Double and I Holiday. Spe- I specifically chose this movie out of my own collection. Yes, and I'm glad you did. I am. I I make fun. I mean, I think I could talk for years about the all the problematic aspects of multiculturalism as a concept. Sure. But I do think it is nice to have a holiday represented in our repertoire that is not Christmas, and this movie attempts to do that. Um, it does attempt something. It attempts something. Yeah. Uh, so, double holiday is from 2019. Here's the synopsis. Rebecca endures working with her colleague and rival, Chris, to plan the office Christmas party in the hopes of getting a promotion. While spending so much time together, will they take their eyes off the prize and see each other anew? (laughs) I guess that does happen in this movie, but like the movie is called Double Holiday because it's about Hanukkah and Christmas and the like cute, charming, loving, uh, like conflict isn't the right word but the sort of like clashing of these two traditions and two people who know nothing about either tradition learning from the other yeah i mean you're putting it much better than it actually gets executed in the film i think certainly Certainly. Um, but but i agree that that was probably the goal yeah um so this is a hallmark movie if that wasn't apparent it sure Um, is it sure is. Did you get a bingo? I did not get a bingo. I was I was one bad blue screen away from getting a line, but I did not get a line. Um, no, I didn't either. And I kind of half-assed the bingo this time. Um, mm. in, in any case, I did not because a lot of my bingo stuff depended on some kind of like basically anything to do with homosexuality. Mm-hmm that wasn't happening in this movie, yeah. except, you know, in, in my own wishful thoughts. Of course. Um, but yeah, so apart from the, the kiss at the end and a few like kind of standard ones, um, like plan event planning, obviously, is a, yeah. a big one in this movie. Uh, they are in fact event planners. They are. No, so they're, they're not. They're... Oh. They're, they're like property developers. Yeah, they're property developers. It's very amorphous. All we ever see them do in this movie is plan the, the company Christmas party, which is so important, you guys. It's so important. It's the most important. It's the most important thing. Yeah, they're going to so, land this big client and all he cares about is family. Um, okay, some notable bingo squares that I got. I'm going to tell you these, not because I got a line, but because I really want to um, demonstrate to you and our listeners the limits that I will push these bingo squares to give myself a point. Um, Flirting over potting soil. I gave myself that because they go shopping for a Christmas tree and trees grow in soil. (laughs) Um, We're just friends. I gave myself that because at one point she says we work together which I believe is the career woman equivalent of we're just friends. I don't think she even thinks of him as a friend, really. No, they are definitely not friends. Um, Slips on ice and flirting with sports is a twofer because they go skating. That's true, yep. And I seem to recall there's a moment in the movie where 
like she's decorating a tree she's up on a ladder and then yep. she like almost falls off the ladder but he catches her yep and i was like come on you guys <laughs> is that really necessary I hadn't given myself slips on ice for the skating scene. I would have given myself slips on ice for stumbling off of a ladder. Yeah, it's very <laughs> much the same dynamic. Um, okay, so this movie, I believe, opens or starts early in the scene with Rebecca, our main character protagonist, in an elevator with, quote, fancy suit guy. Fancy suit guy. Texting her co-worker, I believe, at this yeah. point, not her sister, who we meet later, but texting right. Amy, her co-worker, being like, oh my god, fancy suit guy's in the elevator with me. Um, I would also like to observe, this movie is from 2019, um, so the, they obviously weren't thinking about this in any way, but they are social distancing in this elevator. They're like in opposite, they're not kitty corner from each other, but they're in opposite corners on like the same access axis in this elevator. And I'm like, that's how we all stand in elevators now, two at a time, opposite corners. Awkwardly trying to think of how to talk to each other. Yes. Well, I never am doing that. I'm, <laughs> I have headphones in that are plugged into nothing. So people don't interact with me, but yes. Nice. <laughs> um, I wrote down that Sarah uh rebecca and rebecca the sisters are indistinguishable from each other they are identical interesting um fancy suit guys bland and unremarkable oh is he ever <clears throat> and even once you actually hear him talk and get to know him you're like oh wow he was actually better when he didn't talk yeah <laughs> yeah he was, he was more was, mysterious he was way better yeah mysterious like he wasn't mysterious but when he had mysterious going for him in rebecca's eyes he was better off yeah well i think that's why you know spoilers they don't wind up together <laughs> yeah <laughs> scott don't ruin the movie just kidding <laughs> um so rebecca shares a very very close work cubicle a, like open concept workspace yeah it's so with weird her co-worker and arch work rival chris and they are both competing for the same promotion at work. Yeah, some kind of VP position is opening up. Them, and yeah. their boss, Jane, Jane, she is the fucking worst, man. <laughs> Why? Because she's, she's like so stone-faced and gives them no feedback? She, she doesn't even know her Rebecca's name. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's rough. And she doesn't seem to know like some pretty basic stuff as the movie goes on. She just, she's kind of depicted as this executive that can't be bothered with, never mind the small things. Like she can't be bothered with a lot of the big things either. Yeah. And she's pitted them against each other at Christmas. She's working this poor Jewish woman, Carly Pope, Rebecca, mm -hmm. all through Hanukkah. And if, yeah. And if it wasn't for Chris being like, oh, you should take the time, be with your family. Hey, hey chick, chick. <laughs> yeah. And she probably would have just worked eight solid days on that Christmas party. It's it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's a bit the whole rough. assignment is gross. <clears throat> yeah, the like the assignment where it's like a clear competition and like whoever wins the project you're working on together will get the promotion yeah. is like so toxic. And, but the project is the company Christmas party. So this is, I wasn't clear on this. It's, it is their company Christmas party, but yeah. they're inviting this client. Like it's not a Christmas party for the client. No, it's apparently a Christmas party they have every year, okay. but they want to really blow it out this year because she's Jane has invited this client and she wants to really impress him with basically the just the authenticity of who she and her company is and she and her company that she can't bother to learn the names of the people who run I know this. right it's, that's the weird thing like she Jane is like we want to show him how relatable we are what a big family we are what's your name again yeah 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 <laughs> do, you, do you mind working entirely through the holidays for me yeah, seriously. Like, yeah, I feel like it's like lazy writing to have 
an executive, especially when they put a like black woman in the role of being a boss, a higher up an executive. And then they don't, they like make that role. Like she's laughable. Yeah. They're they're straight up making her look bad. Like even if, and like, I'm not trying to say that like, executives in a higher up position like that always know people's names and are always have a good attention to detail lots of ding-dongs get good jobs and lots of dummies run companies that's not what I'm saying but I I think that she could still have been like sort of like a dragon boss but still be like 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 firm but reasonable you know like she could have had like high standards while still being like I acknowledge that you're Jewish and your holiday priorities are different than everyone else in this company. Or like, I remember your name. What up, you know? In my experience, the really high-powered execs, the really successful ones do remember everyone's names. Like they know everything. That's kind of their thing, Mm. right? But anyway, it was just a strange choice. And like you say, lazy, just, you know. It did feel. We, it, it's one of those things where the characters take a moment to go like, "Oh man, this is so unreasonable. Why do we have to do this? Because we have to. Oh well, uh, yeah. off they go." For sure. So anyway. Yeah. So Chris um, and Rebecca have to work on this party together to land an account. My note about this is, what does this company do? Because at this point, I didn't know that they were a property developer. Right. Um, they have seven days to plan this party, which will obviously fully overlap with the eight nights of Hanukkah. I, so I read this trivia note and early on in watching this movie. And I did take note of this, that early on in the movie, Rebecca is wearing a lot of blue, which is a color associated with Hanukkah. And Chris is wearing a lot of red, a Christmas color. And then as the movie progresses, they start wearing more and more of the other person's like traditional holiday colors. Interesting. It's like subconscious. Well done, wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a, like a cute and thoughtful choice. Yeah, no, that's um, cool. You know, blue and red are like cute together. They make purple the gayest of all the colors. So I don't hate that. Sure. Um, like when they're like pretty, pretty soon into this is the Lotka party. Um, yes. Like Rebecca's sister is usually the one who makes the lot because she's such a good cook. She can't do it. She's got these kids, this husband who apparently isn't capable of making latkes. So Rebecca has to make the latkes. Rebecca also isn't super capable of making the latkes. Before we get into all that. Yeah. So we've had the kind of setup scene. The assignment is given. We've seen the we've seen her interact with fancy suit guy, and we've seen her interact with Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. How do you feel about Chris? Um, Because I think he's a fucking douchebag. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I prefer him over... Do I prefer him over Fancy Suit Guy? I mean, we're obviously meant to. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Because he's such a good guy. Such a good guy. Playing basketball, teaching basketball to that little black kid who would otherwise probably never would have known what basketball was. It's true. Thank you, Chris yeah what an angel oh my god chris did never mind i'm reading too much into it i'm like chris and christmas is it a coincidence that his name is chris that's exactly his, what they did his you're role absolutely right is to like usher rebecca into the traditions of christmas oh, god i'm so sorry i just realized that you're now. absolutely right that makes it so much worse <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm uh. wow I could have kept that thought to myself, but I couldn't. Oh, it's fine. That's what we're here for. (laughs) To expose stuff like that. Um, No, I obviously don't like Chris. Um, I do appreciate that his character arc in this movie isn't to undermine Rebecca. I mean, I think obviously if they did that, he would be like too much of a villain. Like it might be harder in a tight 90 minutes. It might be harder to like bring him back and make him redeemable in her and the audience's eyes. Um, so I think there's like practical reasons why that didn't happen, but I do appreciate that like, even though he is a ding dong, he does like, 
he, he like pulls his weight a little bit. Like he cares about this party. He's not trying to like sabotage her work. Yeah. You know, Dr. Slip and I talked about this a little bit last night because they really try to preload how much we're supposed to hate Chris by having Rebecca talk to other people about Chris and what an asshole he is. Yeah. And they even have that hilarious moment where at the, when they're making the latkes, mm-hmm. um, all her family comes into the house and they're like, who's this guy, Chris? Asshole Chris from the yeah. office? And they're, they're like all <laughs> saying it out loud and he can hear them. I'm like, nice. Yeah, that was funny. She's like standing in the doorway with her parents and her sister and they're all like, asshole Chris? And his head like pops up from the stove where he's making latkes. what's he doing in your house but but then after that like they are so into chris oh yeah they're like team chris forever he's like they're like this angel makes latkes and he's so handsome oh man does that mean it doesn't make sense to have chris be edward and fancy suit guy be jacob it should be the other way around why well edward would be a fancy suit guy for sure what is your metric for doing this scott you you know it's just a it's just the male archetypes that you'll get in opposition to each other in a romantic movie right the fancy guy and the like grassroots like yeah down-to-earth guy down-to-earth guy yeah and i think chris is meant to be the down-to-earth guy yeah but he's also the smarmy know-it-all guy it's weird like he's He's, he's a bunch of... He can do it all. Mansplainers all shit. rolled up into one. He's a bunch of shitty male archetypes all he at really once. He really is. He really is. He's accomplished I, so much. I don't know how much of it to blame on the performance and how much on the script. Probably a bit of both. Because that actor is just such a natural at being a smarmy dickhead. Oh, yeah. His face. I just want to, like... I don't know. I want to like grab it and like put it in a cotton candy machine and just like gauze his face up so I don't have to look at it. That's a very specific (laughs) fate. (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) Watch out for cotton candy machines. Uh, I'm not sure what. I guess Cotton Candy Machine wasn't too dark. Like, you know, I don't think he's, like, a, harmful in this movie. It's I don't a fun have, way like, to go. Yeah, I don't need, like, reve- to revenge fantasy him, but, you know. You just want to make him really sticky. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna clog his pores. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I did like that she Ruthless. basically stood up for herself enough at the office that she basically took the lead on the theme. Yes. And she's like, it's going to be classic. It's going to be white and silver, blah, 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 blah. So yes. she has that vision. And then she's like, unfortunately, it's Hanukkah and I've got to go spend it with my family. So if you don't mind getting some of, some of that done. And then he basically invites himself along. Actually, he doesn't. He just shows up at her door because he, he has questions. questions. Yep. Which, fair enough. That actually was a bit of a funny moment where he's like, you just put wreath. <laughs> like, surely we need more than one. one. Wreath. like and she's like I don't know and that at that point I was like okay I get that she's Jewish but aren't they in New York like she has seen Christmas before they just drive this home so hard like she is just supposed to be like she's obviously smart right like she's not clueless she's been to a Christmas party before because this Maybe has she been at the company for less than a year? Maybe she hasn't been to their Christmas she, party. Yeah, that's right. She okay. the 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 setup, as I recall, is their manager has suddenly been poached away to some competitor, and yeah. she was the one who normally plans the Christmas party, which is such a big deal. Yeah. And now, if either one of them wants her job, Rebecca's only been there a year. She keeps saying. Yeah, but she's been there for less than a year because I don't think she's attended a Christmas party. No, I don't think so. That's right. Okay, so that does track. But you're right. Like, this is supposed to take place in New York. Like, she's seen Christmas. It's everywhere. It's like heteronormativity. You can't escape it in this part of the world, right? So it is like, like, she is smarter than Wreath as an entry on a list for, like, a Christmas party that has, like, so much 
counting on it as to yeah. like land this big client and a possible promotion for her. I, I feel like she has seen an issue of Martha Stewart holidays <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. And like she has watched HGTV at yeah. some point. Like I do, I do like, I do take issue with how this movie, I get what they're trying to do, but I do take issue with how they attempt to do this because I feel like the setup in this movie is that she is, Rebecca is so clueless about Christmas and Chris has to like teach her about Christmas. And isn't that so cute and funny? Mm. And he just comes in and is invited in to these Hanukkah celebrations. And he is like, I don't know anything about this, but he just like picks it up and fits in like so effortlessly, you know? Yeah. She's like a single wreath for this high stakes Christmas party. And he's like, I make better latkes than your sister. And she's yeah. like, who is Santa? And he's like, I already have memorized the Hanukkah prayer yeah. for when we light the menorah. And he's like, I beat you with the dreidel game. And I'm like, you know what, Chris? Fuck you. This isn't your holiday. Shut the fuck up. And I'm like, she knows, like, okay, she doesn't know every genus species phenotype of fucking Christmas trees. Who does, Chris? Shut your fucking mouth. But like, she knows what a nice tree looks like. That's not a Christmas specific skill. Yeah, it's it's just really bizarre because she seems to have this vision at the beginning. Who plans a party without seeing the space first? My note here is uh, Chris loves to mansplain, e.g. buying a tree. He throws himself into Hanukkah to a disturbing extent. This is what I'm saying. His dad died and that's why he's a dickhead. <laughs> I think that's what exactly what he says. My dad died and that's why I'm a dickhead now. I mean... I, you don't like Chris, you don't get points for being self aware about that. No, just because you name it doesn't mean it's not real. You're still my next, a dick. My next note is that Chris is like a cult leader controlling Rebecca. Wow. All she, right. Uh, I love how much you hate him. Let's, I, let's keep this going. I, yeah. I just really dislike the guy. It's, yeah. um, and it's, it's weird because I feel like. I kind of alluded earlier to how they stack it early with Rebecca talking to other people about how terrible Chris is. Mm -hmm. If she hadn't done that, if they had decided not to do that and not have all this kind of made up bullshit conflict at the beginning, you would just think he was a regular guy. Right. Yeah. An asshole. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I guess they did that because they felt they needed to convince us that he's the right guy because we were going to choose fancy suit guy instead but I don't think we were ever going to choose fancy suit guy I don't think we were either because I mean I think we were always going to choose Chris because he cares about underprivileged black children and like yeah. what other marker in a movie like this is supposed to tell us that someone's a good guy yeah he's so authentic Nicole yeah he's yeah he just wants, he, the only reason he wants this deal is because he wants, and he says this a, a few scenes later when he's at the community center, he wants to make, he wants the money, he wants to be part of this project because the project is building community centers right. for these kids. Yeah. Which is like a little bit muddled that I think I clarified this note later in the film. It wasn't immediately clear to me in this initial basketball scene, but he like loves these kids. I forget the name of his like official little brother. Uh, Chris is like, I want to make a difference in communities. I want to build all these centers. Meow, meow, meow. So we're like, oh, you're so yeah, which is nice. The way they finally make it clear that this company is about property development is that the big contract they're trying to land is for 20 new parks, basically like youth parks around this you know, area of New York, I guess, or all of yeah. the city or wherever they are. Um, so, it, I mean, it is a big job, I guess. You can, you can see why they'd go all out for it. It seems a little crazy that literally only two people would be assigned to this. But. <laughs> have it's such high stakes yeah go figure and like obviously Rebecca they wouldn't book a 
a bakery, for example, to make a bunch of cookies that they need and like they got to well, get Rebecca to do it instead. Like it's, but I think the person who quit, who's, was her name Vanessa? Something like that. I'm yeah, pretty with sure a v. it was Vanessa. Like at one point, um, Rebecca is like, where are Vanessa's plans? Like, oh my God, she didn't make any plans or she didn't leave us her plans because she was like kind of a monster. So I think yeah, Vanessa do... apparently was like, fuck you guys. Yeah, she like left nothing for them. So I feel like if Rebecca had been in Vanessa's position where she'd been put on this account like weeks or months in advance or like put on this project, she would have hired a bakery. She would have been like, you are on call for me for like yeah. four days. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, um, that's, that's also, strange. this was filmed in Ottawa. Fun fact. Was it? It was. Interesting. I know. Interesting choice, eh? Yeah. Um, so she decides at some point to use the set from her nephew's play for the party. Yes. I think and that comes much later, though. Doesn't I? I don't know. I just wrote down. <laughs> yeah, because at first they, they haven't even finished the first concept of the party yet. Yeah, and then they're kind of stuck, right? Yeah, they and like she's, they she's go kind of like, like looking for Christmas. some kind of inspiration. It's like classic Christmas, white and silver. And then Jane comes home and she's like, "Is this it?" Yeah. And she and Chris are like, "Of course not. We would never only have this." And then <laughs> right. they're like, "What the fuck do we do? We're out of money." And Jane, time. of course, still doesn't give them any useful feedback. None. Yeah. Just is this it? Yeah, she's just like, well, I sure hope one of you steps up because I sure would hate to give that promotion to the first bum I find in the street. <laughs> Basically. But, yeah. um, but first, so when they're in the tree lot, <clears throat> the tree lot scene comes shortly after this basketball scene where we find out what a good guy Chris is because he just wants to help the underprivileged youth. Sure. Um, so Chris and Rebecca are in this tree lot. And at first, Rebecca is going to stay at Jane's house and keep decorating. Right. And then I think Amy is like, you can't leave, you can't like let him make the decision about the tree. Like you have to be in control of this project. Can I just um, interject? I love Amy. Yeah, I wish well, the entire movie had been about Amy. <laughs> I think that Amy and Rebecca could have fallen in love. Oh God, wouldn't that have been amazing? Yeah, they work very closely together. They obviously have great chemistry. They, they actually had the best chemistry of anyone in this movie. I think, oh, hands the two of down. Them. Yeah. They have rapport. Yep. Yep. What could have been, Hallmark? Uh, fanfic. Gay fanfic. Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting. I should look it up. <laughs> he said, having never searched for it already. How many I mean, of our listeners are going to write gay fanfic about the Christmas movies we talk about? We know of at least one who's thinking about it. So. How many of our hosts are going to write it? <laughs> how many, Scott, are you? <laughs> at least one. Yes. <laughs> now, um, now anyway <laughs> um so they're in the tree lot and there's a like there's a like borderline kinky moment in this tree lot he makes her ask him for help yes that's right he like makes her beg for help and i was like oh well yeah 50 Are shades you... of dull gray <laughs> 50 shells of eggshell white that's what <laughs> we're working with here <laughs> ecru Ugh. Um, yeah, and so in this tree lot, I wrote down, she doesn't know that Douglas fir is a type of tree. I, the, the implication is that because she doesn't celebrate Christmas, that she also doesn't know what a fucking tree is. Yeah, like she doesn't know anything related, any like common knowledge information yeah. that could have anything to do with Christmas. It's bizarre. It's so strange. Um, and of course, anyway, Chris knows all about it. He knows all the trees. He knows every name of every tree. Name a tree and he knows it. Yeah. He's the ultimate, like, man. You know, when you interact, I mean, this happens to you less because you're a man, but like, if okay. a woman or someone who isn't a man interacts with a man and is like, oh, I'm interested in music and then the man they're interacting with is like oh yeah name every band <laughs> you know it's like that type of deal chris sure. is that guy he's like i can name every tree i'm into christmas so i can name every tree 
Um, so then there's a dreidel competition. Chris has now been invited oh to every Hanukkah family event in Rebecca's family. For that reminds me, I didn't make a note about this, but I wanted to bring this up just as a kind of Christmas best practice as demonstrated by this movie. Oh. Um, because they have a Christmas tradition in Rebecca's family that- A Hanukkah tradition? Sorry, a Hanukkah tradition, Jesus. That <laughs> they don't do gifts all eight nights. They only do gifts like the first night and then a nice dinner the second okay. night or something. And then every other night they do some kind of charitable thing. Oh, right. And they have this scene where Chris suggests, of course, the, the young boys, wayward boys club that he, that he helps out at. The youth center, the community the center. center. Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't kind of make me think of it at the time, but today I, I remembered that scene. I was like, wait a second, do charities actually want families just showing up like no. that close to Christmas no. and saying, Hey, let's help. They don't want that at this. all. Yeah. We we've talked, talked about, about this, this before in the holiday calendar. Cause they go to volunteer at a that's right. soup kitchen. Yeah. That's right. Like on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Charities um, don't want that. No, they do not want that. So don't, don't do let's that. just reiterate, please don't do that. Don't do that. Um, if you want to help a charity, by all means, uh, hit up their website. They'll probably give instructions about what they need at that time of year. Uh, or, you know, if they're, not, if they're not busy enough to talk to you for a second, ask them, what can I do? Can I bring they're, something? They're too busy. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's true. Um, donate to them give them your money online or like examine why you need to feel good around the holidays it's probably because you have guilt that you have so much and so many people have so little and do something about <clears throat> advocating for poor people every other day of the year sure that's an unpopular uh view on it but i i have right. so little patience for do-gooder feelings on christmas write your member of parliament yeah. and ask for movement on a national pharmacare plan. How many of our listeners have written to Justin Trudeau? His email address comes up automatically in my compose an email thing now, which I hate, mm -hmm. but it, you know, you got to fucking do it. Or nationalized daycare God. or a guaranteed basic income. Any of those things would be lovely <laughs> Christmas gifts. Yes, next year. certainly, certainly an improvement. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Yes, so they, they play for charity in the dreidel competition. He wins the dreidel competition. Of course. So he won the latka dinner <clears throat> by making the best latkas. He won the dreidel competition. Um, they go for this walk. Chris and Rebecca go for this walk after the dreidel competition. And she's like, I can't believe you won. <clears throat> and he says, he says some nice things. He's like being real with her. He's like, I'm seeing a different side of you outside of work. I like who you are when you're around your family. And she's like, family is so important to me. And then she says something along the lines of, you're not as insufferable as I thought you were. There's where you're wrong, Rebecca. <laughs> this movie's only half over, joke's on you. Yeah, he is every bit as insufferable as you think and more. <laughs> Um, so then this is the, the Christmas pageant is, I believe, the scene after this, where she's at her nibblings Christmas pageant at school. And then yeah, the well, on that walk, she has like, doesn't she have the epiphany about that's what we're missing family, family. we need to make it more about family. And then she goes yeah. to the play and realizes, I'll use these cheap <laughs> elementary school sets. I mean, they look wooden. They look like yeah. oh, sure. they're not made of like bristle board. No, they uh, they just they do look a bit out of place in Jane's home. They're very like folk arty. Yeah, they're like very homemade. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, she's she's gonna use these leftover Christmas sets. Um. The the work scene right after this Christmas pageant scene, I noticed some very blatant uh, Christmas. Oh my god color theming and that every you, folder that they're holding is red and green that meeting <laughs> do you want to say it or you go ahead because you're probably gonna say no, the go same ahead. thing i was going to no it's your turn so i forget what they're, they're basically just updating jane on the strategy she's like i've got 10 minutes hit me yep and 
he, Chris is all set to give the update, but then he hands off the folder to Rebecca yep. and, and basically says, oh, I think Rebecca should be the one to give the update because she's really been doing all the work. And then he whispers in Rebecca's ear, she'll notice you now. <laughs> and I swear to God, Nicole, if I could have reached into the television and slapped him. <laughs> so tell me, tell me why you hated that so much. It's just so condescending and so gross. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, Jane could see him do it. <laughs> she must have been like, what the fuck is going on with these two? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that was the moment where I really started to hate him <laughs> and I already kind of hated him, but at that point, there was just no coming back. I mean, it is a real shit move to do something like that and not give your coworker a heads up. A heads up. Like, as though he didn't have 45 seconds of foresight before Jane came in the room to be like, hey, you've been doing a lot of work on this project. I've been noticing. And I think you should be the one to do this presentation because you're going to represent it better, because you know it better, because innumerable reasons why she should do this presentation. She always speaks very eloquently about... Yeah. yeah. And she, then she she's has, got the vision. And then she has at least 30 seconds to collect her thoughts, yeah. rather than have Chris in front of Jane, their boss, be like... <laughs> Be like, it's your turn. The spotlight is yours. <laughs> Let me help you. Oh, oh. Yeah, I I wanted to gouge my own eyes out at, at that scene. I love how much you hated that. <laughs> I don't even think my rant was going to be as good as that. I think it was just going to be like, ugh. So then she goes on a date, I guess, with fancy suit guy, or she meets in the in the elevator again. But... <laughs> My only note is for the coffee with his name is Spencer, apparently. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, yeah, that's, just, that makes sense. My only note is I zoned out what's going on. Indeed. <laughs> I have no idea what happened on this date. He talks nothing. a lot and is super literally boring, nothing happened. Question mark. Yeah. It's, it's just a black hole of charisma. So, it's so dull. And it's a shit. Like, he's a, he's a cute boy. You know, he's a, a an attractive... He and Chris are both technically attractive men. Yeah. But when you act, when they actually open their fucking mouths and talk, <laughs> you just want to go, no, no. <laughs> You're making it worse. Yeah. Wait, are you doing that to me or to them? No, no, no. I'm doing <laughs> that to every man in this movie. It, um, well, her dad's all right. Oh, yeah. Her dad's pretty sweet. I don't really remember, so I guess he didn't make any angry. And as I recall, her sister has like a Catholic husband or something. So they've hey. they've already got their own much more interesting movie going on. Well, can't make this movie too Jewish, I guess, right? I guess God, not. God forbid. No. <laughs> um, the next note I have is that they're back at Jane's. And all I wrote is this property developer's mansion makes me so angry. Yes, so at the ice rink... There, there's like a big to-do. It's like the community center, like Christmas party, I think. There's like hot chocolate stands on the ice rink. Yes. There's like but Yeah, because they're volunteering. She and yeah. her family, that's the, another one of their volunteering gigs. Is, yeah, this is the dreidel. That's why they've got to leave. They, yeah. they go volunteer at that thing, yeah. Exactly. That's Chris um, So she gets to see him. Rebecca gets to see Chris like in his element mentoring his right, little and she brother. hadn't really seen that before and yeah. she's super impressed she's but... so turned on yeah she's so turned on by how what a good guy this is yeah and then they meet the client whose name i did not write down um uh, but basically the client that they're trying to impress with this enormous christmas party like the the client that will get one of them a promotion and well, the, the client actually seems like a pretty good guy I don't know, does Relatively he? speaking. <laughs> because he like, they like are so enthusiastic about the party and Rebecca like gives him all of these good ideas. And then Chris is like, here's some feedback I have because I love this community center so much. And the client is kind of like, I'll take that under advisement. And then just like turns yeah, and that's, away. That's a weird scene because yeah. it makes it seem as if they both shit the bed. Yep. And kind of, 
spoke to him. It's stuff that he, that they should speak to him about at some point, but not then. Like that was kind of the vibe that I got. Sure. But then they they actually go to Jane's, I don't know if they go back to Jane's the same night or just like to the actual party. Mm -hmm. And Jane is like, uh, I don't know what you guys are worried about. He actually loved you both. And he wants to talk to you more about your ideas and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it's just kind of like a non-problem that they, they make us think is a problem for some reason. It's very, I agree. It's there's very so, There's basically very little real conflict in this movie. So That is a note I have at the end of this movie. There's literally no conflict in this movie. Not really. It's, it's really just about teaching us about Hanukkah, <laughs> which is, I, I, I'm serious. It, it's actually fine. Like, I think that's, sure. that's a nice thing to do. Um, I don't think they do a very good job of teaching us about Hanukkah. No, <laughs> no. What they, they kind of give us an avatar in Chris and we're like, no, wait a second. I, can I pick a different avatar? Because this one's a dickhead. And you're, you're so busy doing that that you're not really picking up on, on Hanukkah. I mean, I, my analysis of it, and this is, I will admit this is like a bit of a reach, but I also don't think it's a reach, is that this is like, this is how supremacy works, right? Like he represents the Christmas, the like Christian tradition mm. of Christmas. And he comes in as an invited guest but like in my opinion a like overstepping invited guest Mm. and like wins Hanukkah yeah like uses his superior skills and abilities and knowledge to like win these like various small markers in this like cultural religious tradition (laughs) I know um so after the ice rink we're back at Rebecca's house and she's talking to her sister and she's like, me and Chris will never happen. It's not a thing. And Chris overhears oh, yes. it. There's he an overhears. eavesdropping moment. And you yep. think there's going to be conflict because of this, but then there isn't. There's nope. still no conflict. Nope. Um, and then this is so ridiculous. The metric for what counts as love in these movies is batshit. Sure. Rebecca says, I don't want him to lose so that I can win. Mm-hmm. And Sarah says, that's love. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Which I'm going to challenge Sarah on that. I don't think that's love. Oh, I feel a bit bad for Sarah now. <laughs> oh, dear. She makes great, great latkes, apparently. <laughs> um, did you notice that it was uh, at around this point in the movie that Rebecca and all of her family finally learned how to wear a scarf? I didn't. Were they having trouble wearing scarves before this point? Up until that point, all of them wear their scarves underneath the collar of their coats. Oh, you not know what? Actually, I, up against their neck at all. I noticed it's that on decorative. Rebecca earlier yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and now, and at this point in the movie, they're wearing a scarf functionally. Yeah, functionally. Yeah. Even Chris wears it somewhat functionally, oh. like on the inside of the coat, next oh, to his. Good. Um, so then we go to the party. Yes. Um, so Santa's village is set up from the children's Christmas pageant. And <sighs> fucking Chris surprises Rebecca. Rebecca's whole family is there because um, it's like a family Christmas party, right? That's right. Yeah, it's in the afternoon. And Jane's like, why is it in the afternoon? Because we have kids here, Jane, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I can't start at nine. Jane is like, ah, yes, children. <laughs> the small ones i'm such a frigid executive i don't even understand what children are um and you know i think we're supposed to be like chris so open to new cultural traditions that he celebrate he surprises rebecca by including the a menorah and the hanukkah prayer and these like hanukkah traditions into this office holiday party and once again i'm like why wouldn't you have a conversation beforehand and be like hey you've been a really big part of planning this holiday party you're an important part of this office we value you here we would love for your festive traditions to be a part of this celebration how would you feel about that but I guess that's not a grand romantic gesture. Exactly. Communication just, isn't a grand romantic gesture. Exactly, the grand gesture. 
that's what I was just about to say. We, I think we need to add that to the bingo card, actually. Grand, grand romantic gesture. Because that's exactly what happens in for the sake of making the grand gesture. You don't communicate properly with the person you care about. Yeah. And, you know, of you course. put them on the spot, make them feel like an asshole or something. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. yeah. It's like you have to learn, like she has to learn to like, perform in front of Jane when Chris at the 11th fucking hour in a meeting is like, now she'll notice you. She'll notice and then you have to get up and like recite the Hanukkah prayer in front of all of your coworkers, their families and clients you're trying to impress. And it's like, maybe you don't want to do that in front of a bunch of strangers. Yeah. The, <clears throat> the way it's scripted, it just does it does feel manipulative and weird um i get that you know they wanted it to be a grand gesture and all that stuff that's that's its function um but it doesn't work yeah um and it would have been so easy to just add an extra little scene where they plan you know because i I think the the basic mechanics of it actually make sense because she's missed out on all of hanukkah despite Mm -hmm. the fact that he's you know pushed her to keep going yeah. Like the fact that he brings that back into their holiday party, it it's a nice reinforcement for her. And it also, you know, kind of cynically helps land the big account because it shows, you know, what a great unified family they are. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, all that makes sense on paper. And then they just kind of shit the bed on executing it. I was not impressed. And I mean, she's happy and I guess that's nice, but I just, I don't know. It just felt really like, it felt really like kind of shallow and performative, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he was like, like for the sake of the company, like look at how hashtag inclusive we are. But I feel like he was also kind of being like, look at how progressive I am. So there's a scene after the party where they actually, no, it's not after the party. It's at the party where they get called upstairs and each given a promotion Yep. right there on the spot. Yep. And Chris says, uh, like, I already won. <laughs> does he? He does. Referring and at, to her? I guess. And at that moment, I made a note of this. Um, Dr. Slip said she threw up in her mouth <laughs> when he said that. She didn't like him any more than I did. Just And again, I, I thought that was a... I mean, I've seen the movie before, so I knew, I remembered that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's a slightly clever for this kind of movie way to resolve it. But right, again, they both get promotions. Yeah, they both like he he gets the promotion. Yeah. Kind of working with this other guy specifically on what he wants to work on, which is nice. Yeah. So it all, again, it all works out really neatly on paper. And then in the execution, you're just like, ugh. No conflict. Guys. No. I mean, they had they had to make sure that Chris got to be the VP of the community center project. Yeah. Because... And now they'll be working together all the time. Exactly. Well, and there couldn't be any conflict in this movie because it's already about Hanukkah. And like, you know, that's conflict enough for people. To <laughs> that's, that's difficult enough for people to get exactly. their heads around can't shake the boat any more than that um i would really would have really liked to see have seen or perhaps i'll let me put this in the future tense i look forward to the spin-off movie of double holiday but a queer storyline between chris and mel his new boss yeah 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 actually i could kind of see that there's some bear dynamics there, I think. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yep. Um, uh, so I look and, forward. And to of it. course, Rebecca and Amy. Obviously, they're just gal pals. Oh God, they really missed the boat on that. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Really did. This movie isn't actually about two holidays. This movie is about like warming people, like warming normative Christians up to the idea that there is another way that people celebrate during the winter holidays and that's Hanukkah. (laughs) You know, like this movie was for people who celebrate Christmas to learn something about Judaism, not for Jewish people to learn something about 
Christmas. Oh no. Right? Like the audience for this movie didn't need to see Rebecca learn something about Christmas because the audience already knows everything about Christmas. They can already name all the trees. They're Chris. Uh, My last note was that there are simply no viable male partners for Rebecca in this movie. (laughs) No. And I don't think a triad would have helped. Um, I don't, yeah. Unless it was her, Amy, and some other woman. Jane? No, not Jane. (laughs) Right, you're not on team Jane. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, maybe now that Rebecca's a high-powered executive, she'll figure out how much better she is than Chris and move on. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Okay, well, you know, I'm glad this movie was a part of our repertoire. I uh, look forward to probably never watching it again, or at the very least forgetting that hot suit guy, fancy suit guy ever existed. I've already forgotten. I was going to say, you blank stared me there. I was like, oh, Scott already (laughs) forgot. Fantastic. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I've got to make room for the next movie. Just (laughs) wipe the whiteboard clean. (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) Um, Great. Well, that was double holiday. So we did it. Double the pleasure. Double the pleasure. (laughs) Somehow double holiday, not about double penetration, or no. <laughs> sex acts in any way. There, I, I think wish. there are a total of two kisses in this movie, as per the Hallmark. Oh yeah. Christmas movie uh, yeah, parameters. So, yeah, don't you think that for a movie that like it's typically very chaste, like, but Chris just gives off a vibe the whole time, oh, like yeah. a he, sex vibe. He's like <laughs> fucking is. her with his eyes every second of this movie. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it's not cool a hundred percent of the time yeah 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 it's It's, rough yeah it's a little it's it just kind of throws everything off a little bit yeah yeah like when they're eating latkes with her family i'm like buddy tone it down take it easy yeah like now's not the time she barely doesn't hate you and you are (laughs) intruding on han the first night of hanukkah with her family it's so rough you're the worst chris i hate you worse than josh chris Wow. That's how much I hate you. That's a high level insult because you will really hate Josh. I really do. You know what? Maybe I hate Josh more than Chris. <gasps> no, you don't. No, you're right. I do hate Chris. Josh didn't do it. I mean, I, I love Josh, but like Ugh. in your eyes, what could Josh possibly have done that was worse than Chris? Well, he erased all of her photos. But he felt so bad well that's good that means he's not a monster but he's still an idiot everyone makes mistakes scott (laughs) even idiot men he's such a sloppy kisser okay (laughs) great job well done see you tomorrow (laughs) you've been listening to season one episode 10 of a podcast in a queer tree by nicole marcoux and scott marshall visit a podcast in a queer tree.com for this episode's links, plus our social media and a link to our Patreon. Don't forget to play bingo along with us when you're watching holiday movies. You can find the cards at hallmarkmoviebingo.com. Our theme music is by a safety captain and a curator. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow, but whatever you do, we love you. Happy Holidays.